Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Pertech has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertech. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The more you hear of the stories from this backyard, the more you feel for mum and dad. This bloke, he's grown into a beauty, an out-and-out beauty, and boy, could he play. But who is Kerrod Walters? Kerrod Walters is a young bloke from Mitford who loved the game of rugby league, grew up with a family of five boys, just loved sport, aspired... Uh, to play footy at the highest level and was lucky enough to do that and just loves life and living on the Sunshine Coast. Got a beautiful family um, and love the Broncos. All five of you were graded. I'm stepping ahead a little bit here, but all five Walters boys were graded. That's astonishing. Yeah, we were. So obviously um, in 86, Seven was graded with Canberra. In 87, Kevy went down to Canberra with Wayne Bennett and was graded with the yeah. Raiders. And then in 88, the Brisbane Broncos came into fruition and myself, my older brother Andrew and my older brother Brett were graded in the first uh, squad in 1988. Yeah. Both Andrew and Brett, very good footballers. But Andrew, with a really serious injury and, and potentially a millimetre away from a life-changing injury. Yeah, Drew was a hooker like myself and Stephen and... Um, in the uh, we played we're playing in the it was back in uh, must have been nineteen eighty four I think it was yeah playing in a semi final at Ipswich against Elf and uh, Corey Herzberg but my father Ricky Hogsworth was yeah. playing for North with Elf and Andrew tackled him and, and sort of rolled over and rolled over and hurt his neck and back then you had the magic sponge that come out they put the magic sponge on his neck he said yeah I'll be right and he said yeah I'll be right then after the game he said oh my neck's still a bit sore so we thought we would better take him up for a bit of just to check on it make sure yeah. it's okay and. They x-rayed it and come back and said, Andrew, don't move, you've got a dislocated neck. And so they obviously put him in a neck brace and he had the operation and fused two of his vertebrae together. He was, he was very, very close to, to being in a wheelchair, so, you know, very lucky. So, um, And then they said he'd never play again, so he accepted that. Um, and then two years later he, he got itchy feet and he went to went, said, look, I want to play again. He went to the specialist. Yeah. He said, look, he had x-rayed it and said, look, it looks pretty strong now. Mm. 
you can play, but you've got to play second row. You can't play – well, you can't play hooky. You've got to play somewhere else. Yeah. Because back then the scrums were a bit of a contest and yeah. there was a – you get a bit of pressure on your neck. So he, he played second row and to his credit he, he you know, played Queensland Cup and then obviously got graded by the Broncos with mm. Wayne in, in 88 and uh, he was a great ball playing second row, yeah. And Brett was a, a block-busting winger. He's, he, his nickname was the Guru because he loved Eric, Eric Groth. Yeah. yeah, a bit like Eric Groth, big, strong winger. Could go all the way, yeah. But um, poor old Brett had bad hands. He That, that bomb went up, he – it was it was like hit or miss where he catch it. So he got bombed lots. Let me tell you, they, they love him in the modern game. Did he get bombed in the backyard? Because there'd be it, some backyard oh, stories. Oh, some great. Yeah, where it was five. So it was five of us. So we should take turns at three on two. You know. Yeah. Um, the halfway line was the was the um, was the concrete um, path. So lots of Makura chrome back in them days. Oh um, yeah, I bet. We come home from school. We all had our favourite players. Um, yeah. Obviously, Brett loved. Actually, Brett loved loved Bobby Fulton as a as a kid. Yeah, Bozo. Wow. Yeah. Stephen loved Rod Reddy. Um, Kevy was Tommy Rodonigus, and Drewy was Steve Rogers, I think. And um, I, I don't know. I, I love Terry Randall. I don't know why, but I just I modelled the game on him. I was, you know, I was very ferocious defender. That's tough. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw hands. Yeah. So yeah. I, lo- yeah. So I love. Yeah. So we have some great battles. We put the. You know the mascara under our eyes, and go, well, actually, that was prior, I'll tell you a story. Prior to that, we had we come home from school, we go in the backyard and play footy till till dark, and then we had to go up at dark because Stephen was scared of the dark. He, he didn't want to play in the dark, <laughs> so Dad felt so, so. Dad put a floodlight in, <laughs> so we could keep playing, and then we got the mascara under our eyes, and yeah, we said make get out of t-shirts and make draw put put Nico on our t-shirts and make we're wearing Queensland jersey, just a Welsh jersey. So it was fantastic. Yeah, good days. That is terrific. Uh, tell us about being a twin. We've all heard different stories, I guess, over the years or we've read articles about special bonds or some type of emotional link or that you're on the same wavelength. Have you ever experienced something a little different with you and Kev? Yeah, we were very tight. Um, and when we played footy, we sort of knew which, what each other was going to do because we played since we were five years old. Yeah. You know, we had that sort of uncanny instinct to, to know if he was going to do something, I was going to do something. So back in our junior days, and um, and then also another story is when obviously when when Mum was pregnant, which was back in the sixties, um, you didn't get scans and that to know what you were having boy or girl. Or you didn't know if you were having twins. And and she she told the doctor she was having twins, and doctors, don't be silly, Mrs. Wallace, you're not having twins. You're having not having twins. That's ridiculous because you didn't have no scans. And then yeah. So you know, she had all the names. She had the names picked out, um, and she and she was said to thought she was going to have have. Um, have, have twins, so she had two names picked out. So that when she had two boys, um, so uh, she had to come up with the names. So I got Kerrod from somewhere, I don't know, but and then obviously Kevin was named after my father. Yeah. But um, so we were, we were born, and the story was that um, well, Kevin was a bit scared, so he, he kicked me out first. So I'd go out and see what was going on. So, yeah, Kate, you come. So Kevin came out 15 minutes later. So um, but, um, I often think about that with mum um, wanting a, a daughter. Um, and I thought about if if you watch Kevy play sometimes, you, you, he probably did. She probably did get that daughter she wanted after all. So yeah, he was soft, wasn't he? <laughs> I, knew oh, there'd be, I knew there'd be a little bit of this in this one. Um, Kevy was a crier all the time as a kid. Yeah, he was a sook. Yeah, he hated losing. He was a, he was a great competitor. Hated losing. Wow. Yeah, with a passion. That's why he's, he was such a you know competitive player on the field. And one, I remember one particular game in under eights, we were playing and. Every time the ref would give a penalty against his cab would start crying and bawling. And this is a true story. So the ref called me over and said, listen, your brother keeps crying. He said, I can't have this. It's not good. He said, if he, if he keeps crying, I'm going to have to send him off. I said, well, all right, okay. So Kev, he said, mate, stop the waterworks. 
it's just all it's just a game of footy. Don't cry. I said, okay, okay, okay. And so the next five minutes later, he gives a penalty. <laughs> You're off. He's off. <laughs> he sent him off. <laughs> but he was. I think that was just Kevin's competitive nature. He, he's yeah. a winner, you know. And he's and to his credit, he's turned this current Broncos team into winners. And yeah. you know, that's just his competitive, his passion for the game. And you know, as you know, he worked with. He wears his heart on his sleeve, yeah. and you know, he gets a bit sooky after in those some of them press mm. conferences. But that's that's who he is. You know, sign of a close family is you can bag each other, you can have fun with each other. But if someone else bags him, then you go into defence mode. You're his protector, and that's. That's all you Walters boys. Yep. You'll give it to each other non-stop to the point where someone that didn't know you would look at you and say, what a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. But if someone from the outside decides to have a crack, look out. Yeah, we're, we're top, family, family first with yeah. us, you know, that mum and dad, you know, they did everything, everything for us to, mm. to get us where we are today and, you know, so that's how it was. Family comes first. Uh, true or false, you and Kevy were selected to represent Queensland at age baseball, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. So um, Queensland under eighteen, we played. I got a busted finger to show, to show for it. Yeah, so we wow. we we were in the, in the Queensland under eighteen, and then so and then this, obviously season started to overlap. So we had mm. to make a choice between baseball and and rugby league, and we chose rugby league. I think we made made the right decision. But we did love our baseball. We all loved the whole family played baseball. Yeah, yeah so I played shortstop, and Kevy played second base. Yeah, tremendous. Yeah, talking footy from baseball to footy. Kevin, Steve, I think I'm right with this timeline. Had both been graded in Canberra prior to your debut. Was there a thought that you maybe had missed your chance because they were a couple of years earlier? Yeah, well, it's funny. Another story because Tommy was our coach of the Jets in, in 1987, and of and uh, and um, he had he got a phone call from Dennis Fitzgerald from Parramatta. He said, "I'd like he said I'd like the look of Langer and Walters in your team. I'm going to come up and watch them play." With a view of signing them, he said, "Oh, he said so." He said, he's, oh, "Tommy's told us." He said, "Make sure you have a good game." So that particular weekend, we knew he was coming. We both with both we thought had reasonable games. So he said, "Yeah, look, he liked what he saw. He, he'll be in touch." And I'm telling you, well, I sat by the phone for a week. I that phone <laughs> ring. He never rang. And um, and then I think f- three or four months later, the Broncos came into fruition, and Rebo signed both me and um, Alf, and the rest is history. So. I actually I often wonder what what why he didn't have even give us a call. So I'm imagining missing out on Alan Langer. I thought he must kick that. You know, <laughs> true story. Yeah. So we were we were both dead. We're going to go to Parramatta for sure. That was the case. Yeah. So Parramatta missed out. That was Brisbane's good fortune. For a southeast Queensland boy, Brisbane in 1988, right time, right place. The Perfect scenario, really. It was. I mean, we're lucky. We grew up in Ipswich. Obviously, born in Rockhampton, but we yeah. moved to Ipswich from when I was four, I think, and just loved rugby league. Grew up in Ipswich, and um, so back then, just before I came into grade, um, the Ipswich Jets came into the Brisbane competition, which is now the state league. So, yeah. so I was over to stay in Ipswich and play for Ipswich and play in the state league, and then. Then '88, in come the Broncos, and got my dream to play in the in the New South Wales Rugby League, which is now the NRL, yeah. um, and saying and saying living in Brisbane and Ipswich in our hometown, both me and Elf. So yeah, just just very lucky. Yeah. Tell us about the buzz you got to experience with the Broncos entering in '88. It was the biggest thing to happen to the game at the time. It was. I mean, it was the first privately owned team, um, yeah. and which caught they caused a, a bit of a stir down south. I mean, the Broncos. Directors were pretty outspoken. They had a view in which direction they wanted the game yeah, to go in, that's and, right. and I, you know, and, I, and the, the, they were visionaries. Look, look at the game. They had the professionalism in yeah. the game. So, um, so they got sort of the 
Annarole, I saw these have run a bit offside with things here mm. and there. But yeah, it was it was massive at the time. The Broncos with a new team in town. A few because it did uh, take away from the from the Brisbane comp. It took away a lot of their good players, and it did sort of drop drop off their standard mm. for for a period of time. But it was an opportunity for we'd lose countless players to Sydney every year. Yeah, you know, I know. Well, Stephen and Kevin for a start. There was an, a lot of players that left the Brisbane Rugby League and went to play in Sydney mm. to, to play in that professional league, and and obviously Wally and Gene were. You know the story, but them going to Manly, so yeah. similar story, and they end up signing with the Broncos as well. So uh, they, there was an, a huge exodus, I think, in 1986 for that 1987 season. Went, yeah, it went was. to play in a lot of St George, Canberra, a lot of different clubs. Of, yep. Probably about 15 players, I think, left that year to go and play in Sydney. So mm. that did knock the comp around as well. But it, it recovered and it became a breeding ground for, for, for future Broncos stars. Mm. And you know now it's the Queensland Cup. It's it's back. It's a really strong competition. Pertec has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertec. You missed game one with the Broncos. What happened? Was it Turtle Kineski too hard to move? Well, Turtle was the, was the incumbent origin Australian hooker, so yeah. you know I knew that I had, I had to do my apprenticeship. Mm. But I did get to play five games in in nineteen eighty eight. So yeah. um, I debuted against the Bulldogs in eighty eight at Lane Park. Um, I scored a try. I think, I think I might even got man of the match. I think from memory. So I got. It was did a good you really? Yeah. So and back then too, um, because with state of origin, if you played, you didn't play for your club. It was yeah, so of course. so Turtle missed five games, I think, with Origin and Test matches. So that's how I got my five games. Um, and then nineteen eighty nine. Um, well, I'll probably save that question later. Yeah, save that question yeah. later. Uh, your debut. What do you remember of it? Because you started from the bench, perhaps. No, I started. Yeah, because Greg Canestri was was away, so I, I started the game. Yeah, playing against the Bulldogs, who were the, I think they were the no, they weren't the reigning premiers, but they were the team of the eighties, the Bulldogs and, yeah. and and Parramatta. So had some great players. So I was, and obviously the the toughness of that Bulldogs pack was pretty formidable. And, yeah. and when you had scrums for scrums, and it was pretty pretty brutal. So, but yeah, I just couldn't believe was, that was the most nervous I've ever been. That was my first grade debut, um, having to you know to sort of. Re, re, uh, sort of fulfil a dream to play at that level and um, and to play for the Broncos. So, yeah, I scored a try and I, I think I got me out of the match. We beat the Bulldogs that day as well. So um, I think they might have been missing a few, couple of plays with Origin as well. So, But, yeah, Lane Park, the boo, was fantastic, yeah. One of your first games, one of your early games anyway, was against Canberra, you versus Steve. Yeah. Did you get your hands on him and give him a touch-up or did he you? Well, the, he tried. He got me a few times. I box said, "Yeah," but I couldn't give too too big and strong for me. But I so there was a thing. He boxer would run would run over. Him. I'd just run around him. So yeah, no, nice. Diff, different players. So um, yeah, but yeah, he was um, 
he was hard to play against. Stephen, him and him and Benny Elias. So they 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 bring the best out of you. But gee, they they're good players. And and uh, when we played Canberra back in those days, geez, they had, they were hard. They were such a good footy team to play against. Yeah. And and it was hard because it was I was my brother, and you know it was hard for mum and dad. They. <laughs> I bet it was. Yeah, they had a bron- half Broncos half. Uh, Raiders jersey, so they you know, he felt sorry for if we lost them. Actually, we had mm. a bat, we didn't beat the Raiders for quite a long time. Actually, nineteen ninety one was the first time we beat them. Wow! And I think Paul Hoffs scored that fantastic try at Lane Park in nineteen ninety one was the first time we beat them. The first few games they gave us a hiding. Yeah. yeah, we'll get on to Benny a little later. But you, Steve, and Benny, completely different blokes, completely different footballers. It's amazing how individuals can bring their own talents. To a football position, but still be a success. Yeah, different. You're right. So Benny was just a just a very smart, crafty player. Mm-hmm. Could kick the ball. Had a great dummy. You know, he was just a real clever player and very astute player. And Seam was big and strong, and just mm-hmm. you know, it was just really a handful out of dummy half. And I sort of tried a bit lower and a bit bit more speed. And yeah, but but I think if you combine those three players, that's the modern number nine. You know, so yeah, mm-hmm. can kick. You know, can pass, can, can you know, speed's a very valuable commodity oh, out, of, out yeah. of nine, you know, so. 88, you got to play with Wally Lewis. You got to play with Gene Miles, with Greg Dowling, amongst others. These are guys that you're absolutely idolised as a young bloke. It's pretty cool. It was, yeah. And um, my first game, I remember going to just training with them and, you know, and just getting to mix with them and just see what, what made him tick and mm. see how good they But back then... Wally and obviously Gene weren't good trainers, you know. Like I think Gene no. Miles, he couldn't even bench press his body weight. But on the field, he was as strong as you'd, wow. you'd come across, you know. So so back weights were just sort of starting to come in, yep. strength and condition, which just started to come into the game. And and I bet the modern strength and conditioning coach would be amazed at Wally and Gene. If you saw him play, they were str- mm. strong players, very on the field. But, yeah. but in the gym, they were weaklings. So, um, yeah, so. Were they good to young blokes? Yeah. They the were old good. blokes? Yeah. I mean, that, back then you had to earn your stripes. You, you didn't give yeah. any cheek. Like you know, I learned that to, to be seen, not heard. You know, so sit in the corner, shut up. Just li- listen and learn. And yeah. when they when you when they asked you to, for your opinion, they you, you, mm. you gave it. But you didn't give it to them when when, it was, when you didn't have to. And yeah, it was different. Different now. It is, it is different, but that's how it is. You know, it's a society thing now. But yeah, and back then you had to do yeah. your apprenticeship. You know, you you, you didn't come into. I mean, I think probably Brad Phillip was one of the first guys to, to play first grade at such a young age, you know, because yeah. he was such a, a fantastic player. But back then, you know, you didn't play first grade until 20. If you'd have played at 21, you're doing well, you know. Mm. So, yeah. Just over 20 games, you get selected in Maroon for the entire series in 89. How cool was that? Yeah, it was just a whirlwind. Yeah, I just, you know, I got to I got to be the Broncos starting hooker in 89. Yep. I, uh, Wayne decided that to give me the nod ahead of Greg Canestri, who was a fantastic player and, and did enough in those 20 games to, to, to get selected for the first game in 89 mm-hmm. at, um, at Lane Park. And I think obviously having Wally is, is my, I guess, my captain and I think he might have helped as well. But yeah. but Arthur Beecham was the coach, which yeah. is a, which I think was just fantastic because I was at that first game in 1980 at Lane Park. Were you? When Arthur ran on and captained the team. Whole and, family? Yeah, we're all there. Yeah, we um, – because Brett – and and Elf's older brother Kevin played the curtain raiser in, in their under 18s, Queens under 18s, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, because all, all of us, the whole five Wallace boys, all played Queens under 18s from, from 1980 to 1984. We all played in the oh, 85, yeah, we all played that in that era. It, it, one, one of us played each year. So, so we, so dad, we caught the train down from Rippets to, to Lane Park. Um, and back then there was no ticket, there's no ticket tech. You couldn't get tickets no. online. You had to set a line up. Yeah. And the lines were just, 
ridiculous. So KG, my, my father's nickname was KG, thought, oh, this is a bit, we're not going to get in here. So he got his pliers out and he cut a hole in the fence in, in Hull Street and then we went through Hull Street <laughs> <laughs> into the outer and um, us with another 5,000 others. Yeah. So that first crowd was thirty five was 40,000, not 35,000. So Courtesy of KG. Courtesy of the, KG, the, yeah. the wire cutters. That's <laughs> We had terrific. to get in because the curtain raiser was about to start so we, we couldn't miss um, our brother's play and then – we sat there and then, the, then when Arthur Beach ran out and the crowd just yeah. roared, I thought, how good is this? Oh, imagine playing Origin, you know. Nine years later I did, so, yeah. What was it like playing under Arthur and what are your memories of Arthur? Well, um, he was obviously the coach and he was yeah. he was just laid back and, you know, he was just – and he was, you know, I just I knew what a great player he was and yeah. how, how his status in the game, you know, and I didn't ever forget. I just – it didn't really hit me that I was playing start of Origin until Arthur came out to be just before the game – Said, here you go, son. Here's your first Queensland jersey. Go out there and do us proud. And I'm getting goosebumps now thinking yeah. about it. And then I and the run out at Suncorp or Lane Park and the crowd. Oh, it's just unbelievable, you know. And Suncorp Stadium as a Queenslander is there's nothing like it, you yeah. know. And but even as a New South Walsh, the, the atmosphere is yeah. phenomenal, you know. For, and yeah, it was just and we won we won that game. Um, that that 89 team was just a wonderful team. Was yeah. 89 clean sweep? Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, so we won the first game at, at Lane Park pretty comfortably. The second game was 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 Wally Lewis's. He believes his greatest victory as a Queensland when the Queensland team. We we won the game with twelve men. Yeah, we had we lost at the SCG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we we lost um, five play, or four players to injury, and we finished the game with twelve men. That was a couple of broken legs. Yeah, too, with uh, Alf broke his leg. Mel had, had a, Bobby Linda. Bobby Linda did. Yeah, um, I think Gilly did his. I think uh, Walt, Walt, no, uh, Mel did his shoulder. Uh, Mel did his eye socket. Bob Linder did his shoulder. We had, just, we had finished the game with 12 wow. men. Yeah, and we won 16-6. And then the third game was back at Lane Park mm. and we, we whitewashed it. Um, and I got man of the match. And uh, in those days, after the third origin, they picked this, the, the Australian team. Yeah. And I got picked in the Australian team. So it was just a, an unbelievable night. And then went away to to uh, New Zealand for, for three oh, for three or four weeks with the, with the Australian team, yeah. and um, That's a rise to superstar, yeah. isn't it? No, I just, it was just, I couldn't believe it, you know. Yeah. Um, and back in those days, um, if, you pick, if you played Origin, you didn't play for your club, and if you played for Australia, you didn't play for your club. So I mean, we missed six games of, of that 89 season. Wow. So can you imagine losing six, all your best, we had eight, like seven mm. or eight players in that Australian team, you know. So it um, made it hard. You played five origins, then you got injured perhaps or unseated by your brother Stephen. I got suspended. It was suspension, <laughs> yeah. was it? So we were playing, it was 1991, we were playing West at Campbelltown and we were, get, we were getting a few bad calls from the referee, I won't say who it was, and I got, I got a bit frustrated and, and I, I punched Graham, uh, Graham Wynn. Um, I don't know because Graham was about ten foot tall. I don't want to punch him. But I, think, I think he might have been he went to tackle or something. Yeah. And um, McCallum um, sent me off. Greg, well, I was just at the referee. Greg <laughs> McCallum sent me off. He said I used a form. I, I said I didn't use a form. I punched him. And and back then was you can punch whoever you wanted to punch. Yeah. But he sent me off because he, he thought I used an elbow. Wow. I thought oh, okay. So I went to the judiciary and and um, the, we had took the solicitor down with me with the QC. And he said we'll get you off this because you, you, you punched him. There's no no problem there. And so um, went into the judiciary and they, they found me not guilty of, of, of um, elbowing but guilty of punching him and they suspended me for two games. And which thought, oh. at the time was unheard of. Yeah, which one was up because I, I, I was picked on that Monday night for the origin and then got suspended so um, couldn't play and, and um, they picked Stephen and 
course, Stephen played the house down. Yeah. And um, I, I couldn't get back in. So it was it was um in, but I, I was happy I got to play Origin and I like I played another Origin in ninety four so I ended yes. up playing six and I think it was great that then Stephen got the chance to play Origin because mm. he was yeah he was a wonderful player and I, I felt that the the, the, the um the, the disappointment was eased because it was my brother you know that he got was picked. it yeah yeah and he was a great player if yeah. I if I had been overlooked for a player who I thought I I had the the, the wood on, I would have been dis- I would have been more disappointed, you yeah. know. But he was a great player, and his record speaks for itself. And mum and dad were happy, were, were happy. Although I'm disappointed for me, but you know, happy for Steve. Yeah. So it was difficult. And when I, when I first got picked, you know, Steve was thought he would be a good chance to make it in in, in, in '89, and he missed out. So any sledges between you and Steve over that time? No, it was it was very it was really strange, you know, because we we both really wanted to play for Queensland, but we you know we didn't want to. You know, so it was difficult. But yeah. you know, we th- talk, we laugh about it now, and I, I say that you know, you owe me fifteen origins. Cause <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Kevin played, I think, twenty-one origins, and and Steve and I played twenty-one between us. So yeah, wow. Mind you, I think sixteen of Kevys were off the bench. So <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't. Yeah, sorry, I'll, Kev. I'll, I'll splinters. We should call them splinters. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Mate, years later, and I may be wrong, but did Steve actually get you with an elbow at some stage at Canberra-Brisbane game? Uh, yeah, that, that at, at um, well, see, Bruce Stadium, which it was. No, now it's, I think it's called the Canberra Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was accidentally, or so he says. Like, that's, that's why I've got a cauliflower ear now. He's, I've ran for dummy after I sort of slipped over. Just as he come across, he got me with an elbow, and he was, it was, he was oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, and then um, I said, ah, oh, it's all right, but I had a really bad, bad ear, and... And uh, and actually, Wayne Bennett said to me, if, if it wasn't Stephen, they were going to cite him because back then you could cite players for illegal play. In 2023, this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend Series starts your working week, featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in depth and personal. We talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns. 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced, and if you like a laugh with your footy, this is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's Dream Team time. Who would you name in your best ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond. Or you can check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon. Legends 